We're here at the studios of JMJ Catholic Radio and very pleased to have guests with us at the studio. Uh, I'm going to introduce uh, Carol Margetts, co-host of The Catholic View. And uh, Carol, welcome uh, back to the studio. Thank you. Well, uh, it's great to have you here as, as always. I know uh, everybody's been busy and uh, we'll get back into our regular schedule maybe when the snow flies a little bit more down Oh, please, way. don't <laughs> okay. say that word. We've had enough snow. Uh, for our listeners, uh, you, uh, this show will be heard uh, Thursday at 4 p.m. and uh, Saturday again at 4 p.m. And we're broadcasting on 7.50 a.m. and 98.9 f.m. out of Scranton. Uh, with that, uh, Carol, uh, I'll be happy to uh, turn the show over to you. Thank you, Ann. It's, it's really <coughs> great to be back. I want to tell our, our listeners, too, that my, my saddle buddy, Anne-Marie Yeager, will be back with me. We'll be starting up again June 8th talking about the New Covenant and becoming a new creation and restoration of our relationship with the Father, which was the whole purpose of Jesus coming. I'm thrilled today to be speaking with... Uh, two great servants of the Lord, Father Robert Kosek, who just lost his microphone, <laughs> and a good friend of mine, Sue Braff. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, an initiative that God has put on Father Robert's heart, and Sue has been very involved in, in uh, helping to bring to fruition. And it's something that I, I want to tie into the series that Anne-Marie and I have been doing on the New Covenant because in the New Covenant, we're talking about uh, having this relationship, this intimate relationship with our Father restored by what Jesus did for us. The redemption that he paid, the price that he paid, the blood he poured out. That in fact, as scripture says, we have been purchased at a price and the price is the Son of God, the blood of the Son of God. So we are not our own. And in as Anne-Marie and I have talked about the New Covenant, what we're pursuing are the ways of God. And the ways of God uh, go beyond anything we can understand, not just in what we do, but in what he wants to do for us as a result of us being obedient to him. So Father Robert has been involved in uh, something that you started, the Lord actually started, Heart to Heart Ministries. And you have something that you're trying to implement now. You've done many things. Why don't you tell us, first of all, who uh, is involved, what this outreach is about, and how you started, how you started uh, getting involved with your heart. That must Sorry have been a call that. from God. Again. That must have been. It's time to. I, I thought I had it shut off, but apparently not. No problem. So let's let's move on now. This telemarketing age and this digital age it interferes with our life sometimes, even with our life with, with God. But this heart to heart ministries. It started 2013, is my understanding. That's correct. It started 2013, and basically, we have a very. Um, very humble beginnings and, and goals, just simply to send clothes to the Philippines for the for the poor uh, people. So far, until this this time, we will send 190 um, boxes, what we call these vacuum boxes, of uh, of clothing and and vitamins. And how much does that come out to? I, I read someplace like 10. 
10, what does it say, 10 tons of clothing? 10,000, uh, That's yes. a lot of clothing. That's a lot of clothing. And we want to really also thank all the donors of the clothing that, uh, that we uh, receive. And somebody would like to, to see that, those happy faces. We just, re uh, there is uh, on May 22nd, uh, the last six boxes hit the uh, uh, were received in Mindanao in Davao, and will be given to the Davao tribes of the Aboriginal people, children. That's wonderful. Mm. That's wonderful. Now, this, if I understand correctly, this started when some of the natural disasters started healing, hitting the Philippines. Is that correct? That, that's correct. That's what actually started even before I started with the sending small number of boxes, and one day I thought to myself, I would like to increase the number of boxes so I need more people and the idea of the barn by heart of heart ministry came about and actually the 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 peak uh, of that was the Haiyang uh, typhoon that hit the Philippines and um, and so then we had them um, all 24 hour um, adoration to ask the Lord for the bless and to, to guide us that's that's wonderful that's amazing now one thing I want to get off just, and I was thinking about this, there's been so much going on with, with people giving money and not seeing all their money going to the, what their hearts you know, are caring for. My understanding is that everything that is done through Heart to Heart is on a volunteer basis. Nobody gets paid for anything. Everything goes to the poor. That's correct. Um, all the people who are working are um, working pro bono. And also the, the Barnaby Fathers, um, you know, in my, myself, offering the, the service and our location where the, where the boxes are stored and being shipped, you know, uh, from where the shipped are just simply from Bono. So basically all the work is doing uh, for, uh, for the poor and no one is paid big salaries for going any, any cruises. Any salaries? No, any no, salaries. no not even no, little salaries. No. <laughs> we give a blessing. <laughs> well, and we're going to talk about that. That's very important to, for us to understand because I think we as Catholics do not understand when God made this covenant, when He invited us to be part of this covenantal relationship with Him, He promised many, many good things to us. Not that we got, we want this relationship because of the good things, but because he's such a good father. And these children that you're talking about, specifically the children you're talking about, I believe, are his as well. There are brother, little brothers and sisters. But Sue, I want to ask you, you've been involved in this, the packing of the clothes. Can you tell us kind of what you've experienced as you've seen it? And I, I know the other day you mentioned specifically when the teenagers came in. What, what have you seen happening with this, people well, being involved? I've seen a lot because I'm basically a photographer, videographer, and uh, I was in doing a video uh, of the packing of the clothes for our promotional material, and I took some kids, and the kids all of a sudden were so excited. And the end of their video, the three of them lined up as kids do, they were all over the place, and they yelled, Jesus, and put their thumbs up. Praise God. And they were so excited, we doubled what we were packing. I've seen people just get so involved, and, and you know, it just, to me, it's a blessing, because it's strengthening my faith. But 
it's a positive thing for our, our volunteers because you can't go out of there and, and working or getting off the phone or whatever without feeling good and closer to God. So let, so let me ask you a question. These teenagers, I mean, we're, the church is looking for ways to get teens involved. Is there a way, and I don't want to go too much off what we wanted to talk about, but is there a way, this sounds like a wonderful thing for teens to get involved in, you know, reaching out, uh, helping uh, children from across the globe um, in a meaningful way, in something that's tangible to them, is there a way, Father Robert, that teens can get, or, or, or leaders, catechists, or you know, people who work with the youth, is there some way that they can get involved with this? Uh, very good question. I think that uh, intrinsically every human being is being created to give. Yes. And Jesus says there is more joy in giving than receiving. And like Sue mentioned, we have that particular day, it was a blizzard in the morning on Sunday, I remember, and I thought, bro, no one will come. And there was 18 young people, Vietnamese people came, and uh, all youth, and they found joy in giving. So <clears throat> I think that the way to the, um, to the Lord is not first catechesis, but the charity. And you know, the Pope yes. and, and the other, the, the church also, the charity. The, the second commandment, which shall love your brothers and sisters. And then that is the, the gateway. Once they enter through the gateway of charity, then you can catechize them. All right, so let's get back to the main purpose of, of, of what we're talking about here. You are raising money for a mobile medical unit to go through the Philippines to reach people who can't even afford to get to the clinics. It's not that they don't want to get to the clinics, they can't even afford to get to clinics. So tell us a little about this, this, this vision that you have for uh, a mobile medical unit that, and what it's going to do. This is not just about going around giving aspirins. This is, this is, your vision is, is quite amazing. Um, it started uh, last year when I was in the Philippines. Uh, I found a friend of mine, a poor family, who, who had a child who needed a medical assistance. And we found that she, this, the mother, cannot even go because doesn't have the money to, for the tricycle. So this idea, with some, you know, God's intervention, said that we need to, if the child cannot go to the clinic, the clinic has to come to... Uh, so uh, that was, was the first step. I presented to um, Cardinal Tagle, the... Uh, Archbishop of Manila, who as a matter of fact two weeks ago had been elected as the president of Cartas International. In our private meeting I said to Cardinal, said, what do you think about this uh, mobile clinic for the children? And he said, that's kind of wonderful. So he said, well then that all started there. And uh, with his blessing, and uh, we'll like to hopefully next year want to raise a hundred thousand dollars to build a clinic for the children will be operating seven days 365 days in the area of the Archdiocese of Manila being supported by the uh, Caritas uh, Manila to for the children for the children and this particular mobile clinic will go from from place to place will find the doctors with different uh, you know uh, specialization for example monday will be the eye 
day. The second will be a, a Tommy day. So basically, will uh, seven days and seven different uh, specialization. That they, and the doctors basically will find uh, numbers of doctors and who will volunteer, uh, volunteer each day. We'll have um, basically also the tickets. How many? How many this particular day the doctors can receive? So people don't get frustrated waiting in line. So there is no frustration. So basically, what I what I ask the people to uh, to donate is for this uh, mobile um, clinic for the uh, for the children. Uh, who will then just continue to heal. And that is not only part of healing the body, but just also part of a prayer will bring, when Jesus heals, he heals not only the body, but also the, the spirit. Amen, amen. And we're instruments for that when we do this kind of work. That's correct. Now, now Sue, you, you have quite a bit of information about the children themselves and the, the statistics and how they live and... Um, could you tell us just a little bit about that? Because I, 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 you know, just this can be very kind of sterile. Oh, we want to have a medical clinic that's going to go around, you know. But I think we have to understand the conditions that these these children and and the children. Uh, a lot of them are orphaned, is what I'm understanding from the natural disasters, mm -hmm. and and as as all orphan children in any country. It's very difficult for them, and you know we've heard some horror stories about other countries of orphan children, and of course our heart goes out to all of them. Uh, but what I would encourage our listeners to do is is to ask the Lord, you know, as you're listening to the, to Sue and Father share, open your heart and ask the Lord, what would He want me to do for this? How does He want me to participate in helping His children? So Sue, why don't you share with us some of what you've learned? Well, uh, according to the International Journal of Adolescent Medical Health, there is nearly two million, are nearly two million homeless children in the Philippines. And when I mean, say homeless, I mean living on the streets, going into garbage cans for their food and clothing without any health care. Any, they have just an yeah, uncountable number of problems. Uh, just a few, uh, they suffer from parasites. Parasites are treated by a 60 cent pill. Um, acute respiratory infections from the dirt and the dust. Diarrhea, low hemoglobin, pneumonia, hepatitis B. Uh, they also suffer from drug and alcohol addictions. One of the greatest problems over there now is PTSD. Uh, from post-traumatic stress syndrome and it's as a result of this hurricane or typhoon Yolanda and you know you can imagine living in a storm outside on the street of that power it's fearful plus I hate to say some of them have been abused and that also causes post-traumatic uh, stress um, and then they also have severe eye issues they're, some of them are born with, with the eye partially closed and they'll never see out of that if they don't have the very simple surgery that can be performed in the mobile medical clinic that Father is talking about. Uh, this is something to me that is just 
you know, unbelievable that these kids, and I look at these pictures, uh, you could go on our website, which I think Carol will give you later, and you could see. You could give it now. Okay. <laughs> it's www.makesadeyesmile.com, and you can see pictures of these kids, and they'll tear your heart out. Um, you know, and I know God doesn't want them there like that. He wants us to help them. That's our charge. And, and, you know, we just, we have to get it in our hearts to go and do something. Or if we can't go, at least donate some money so that the people that can go can do something. And, you know, I was thinking earlier as I was driving in that Catholics have over the centuries been so good at adopting children. I mean, there have been so many programs. I remember my mother adopted so many children that she never met, you know, but she, in her heart, she knew God was calling her to help people who, who didn't have what she had, and we certainly didn't grow up with much of anything. Uh, but, and I was also thinking about the widow's might. You know, sometimes people can't give much, but God has put on their heart, they want to give. So. Um, before we move on, why don't we just talk about that? They can go to, to www.makesadeyesmile, that's two S's, dot com, uh, or they can call. You can call the uh, our number, which is 610-691-8648. This is our house number, the, the, the Barnway Fathers. Or uh, you can uh, email us at uh, make said eyes smile at gmail.com make sad eyes smile at gmail.com another thing that's coming up which is really exciting is a dinner with Cardinal Togley and my understanding is he is a dynamic speaker he'll be speaking at the dinner this is uh, an opportunity to participate in this you know come and be with other people who have the same heart to um, support this ministry to support these children. The tickets are $100. They can be purchased online. They can, you can, they can call uh, that number again. Uh, they can go to the website and purchase them. Um, and there will be a Mass September 26th with the Cardinal. Um, he's, of course, there's a whole lot going on this fall. You know, the Pope is coming. This is a great time to get involved in, in the mission of the Church. Um, Bishop Barris of Allentown, you are in the Allentown Diocese, and I was thrilled to hear that Bishop Barris is not only supportive of this, but he's actually going to be doing a videotaping for you. He is, why don't you explain to us what he is with the Catholic Conference, Bishop? This just ties in, like, it's like Pennsylvania, all of a sudden is God's visiting us and we have an opportunity. <laughs> it is in, yes, indeed, Carol. Uh, you're right. Um, Bishop Barris uh, was appointed by Archbishop Kurtz two years ago, liaison for the um, Pontifical Mission Societies in the United States. So basically, the uh, the USA Ca uh, Conference of Catholic Bishops appointed Bishop Barris to be to be the the one who represents all our bishops in the United States. So I'm thinking here. This, uh, the bishop is not only 
because uh, we are uh, working hand in hand with him, but it gives also a blessing and he wants to be very much uh, part of this. So on one hand we have this liaison um, of the USA Conference of Catholic Bishops United States um, meeting with the president of Caritas International. And basically, like you said, Carol, here this is the um, this um, meeting of two uh, two men who stands for the for the charity and basically people one would like to uh, participate. So the question is that I maybe one you you mentioned before um, uh, how the people are doing is this is something approved by the church and I want to say this yes, yes it's approved because not only the Bishop Barris is part of that but Cardinal Tagle and this gives yes. approval and um, uh, veracity to what we're doing. Yes. That that is all for the and poor. That's, that's very important. Mm. That's very important. Um, if a business wants to get involved, uh, I was thinking about uh, one particular business in the Lehigh Valley, Five Guys, that is going to participate and, mm -hmm. and be a source of raising funds. If a business wants to get involved in some way, I am sure that you would be open to any creative thoughts that they might have in supporting this and being part of this mission. D definitely, I, I I will really welcome any any um, any business who would like to uh, be part of that. I think that we will be able to succeed as a community. You know, um, those people who have been blessed in the business, they can give back to them, to the community, and also ignite the hearts of others who maybe said, hmm, should I go with this or not? And, um, you know, already want to thank uh, these uh, businesses who are in your heart where they have some way of helping us and helping helping the the poor. I want to get back to the children now because mm -hmm. that's all that's all good but the children this is the focus the Definitely. children and I was reading mm -hmm. Matthew 25 uh, before we came up here and uh, this is the passage about the sheep and the goats and this is where Jesus says uh, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. When I was a stranger, you invited me in. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick, you looked after me. When I was in prison, you visited me. And of course, the response was, well, when did we, when were you sick and we took care of you? When were you naked? And he, Jesus goes on to identify himself with these children. What you do to the least of these, you have done unto me. So. I, what I what I want to do in getting back to talk about the children and the conditions that they live in, I'm sure they don't have water, I'm sure they don't have bathroom facilities. Uh, it's not just that they're sick, uh, it's just the environment they live in is not conducive to health. So as Catholics, if we take the Word of God seriously, and I am calling you, my brothers and sisters who are listening, I am calling you to take the Word of God seriously because he says at the end of this passage, we will be standing before him. And when we say, when, did, when were you there and I didn't help you? Well, we're telling you, he's here. And this is the opportunity to help him in these little ones. So, Sue, can you describe a little bit more the conditions that these children live in? You were talking about, uh, you mentioned some of them even winding up in prison for different reasons. Yeah, there's between twenty and $30,000 a year of our 
kids a year that are put into prison, keep them off the street for stealing, you know, taking up something from a vendor. And they're put in prison with the adults. They don't have juvenile facilities over there. So if you can imagine a child 10 years old in prison with an adult, it doesn't take much to go further as to what has happened. Yeah, so we uh, know that they've been raped. We know that they've been abused, you know. Yeah. And, and, and of course, we, we can't stop all of that, no. you know, and that's not what God is asking us to do. He's just asking us to do what we can do. And, and of course, he does promise that if, if we if we participate with faith and deeds, not just faith, so it's not enough to, to listen as you're listening, brothers and sisters, to say, well, I'm going to pray for these kids. That's not, that's not what God's saying. Faith without works is dead. So I, I'm encouraging you to step out in faith now and, and, and take into consideration making a donation. And again, we're talking about Make Sad Eyes Smile. That's www.makesadeyesmile.com. Uh, or call Father Robert, 610-691-8648. And I, I am, this is all tax deductible, is that correct, Father? That's correct. Yes. That's correct. And we have the dinner that is being held on September 25th with uh, Cardinal Togley, which I would encourage anybody that can go to go to or buy a ticket for somebody that they might go to participate in this. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit more, Father? We only have a couple minutes left of what... I want to, you know, just to to, uh, to underline what you said in quoting Matthew 25. Where did you, where did we uh, see you? Uh, Cardin Tagle um, recounts the, situ the encounter with Mother um, Teresa in Manila when he was a seminarian. And Mitzel, the one seminarian asked, I said, Mother Teresa, how can you help those, you know, people who smell, who are basically with all disease, diseases that they are, she said, because I see Jesus and I don't smell anything. And so because I see Jesus, and this is what Carol said, you mentioned, quoting Matthew 20, 25, I see Jesus, and this is exactly what we encourage people to see Jesus in those abandoned children. And I want to thank all those uh, who are going to help, those who are going to pray, that we can just look on our website, makesadeyesmile.com, to see and just uh, just do it. And for, for those of us who have had a, uh, an ache in our heart to do something for the church, to help somebody, and we're not able to go to the Philippines, or we're not even able to come down to your house to help with folding clothes, this is an opportunity. And God is always, our Father is always looking for opportunities and ways to bless us. He just waits for us to give him that opportunity. So with that, I'm going to close, and I am going to ask you again, brothers and sisters, to to ask the Lord, start this intimate relationship. Father, what is it you want me to do? How much do you want me to give? Do you want me to go to this dinner? And Father, I do ask you to bless those whose hearts you're moving. Give them the courage to step out. Give them the faith to put their faith into practice, into deeds. And bless them abundantly. Bless them more than they could ever hope or imagine by this, this little work that they will do to help you who live in these poor children. In Jesus' name, I pray this through the intercession of our mother, who is mother of those children as well. Amen.